this is one of those uh, things which the indian establishment keeps doing surreptitiously and very systematically to change the living style of india that swami ji talked about in the beginning uh, i remember when the first bjp government nda government was formed uh, there was a commission set up to uh, to recommend on the protection of cow in india and uh, this commission was fairly high powered the uh, the kanchi acharya uh, personally was involved ashok singhal ji was involved in that commission was formed and the hope that the commission will give a recommendation that uh, cow killing in india will be stopped uh, dharampal ji uh, our guru in a way was the chairman of the commission and uh, i remember he got when he started looking at the data he got very agitated that uh, uh, there's so much being done to kill the cow in india on behalf of the government how can we uh, give a recommendation that it should be stopped so he said that the first we must the government of india must stop dealing in the in the business of cow slaughter after that we'll give any other recommendation i was unhappy at that because i thought that was an appropriate time to give a consensus uh, opinion that india needs to ban cow slaughter that didn't come from that commission that didn't come from the commission. but only recently i realized that the what dharmpali was mentioning at that time how big that effort was in fact it's around that time this is 2001 2002 that planning commission and other organs of the indian state began making a huge plan for making india a big exporter of beef Uh, there was a subcommittee of the planning commission set up to achieve this task and with that commission uh, printed the reprinted the copies of the report of that subcommission and in the period of about 14 15 years the task has been accomplished we we are today the largest exporters of beef i'm sure beef world over includes buffalo and cow meat uh, the world over data is put together nobody differentiates only indians keep on insisting to differentiate between buffalo meat and the and the cow meat in the world in the trade data it's never differentiated it's all put together as beef uh, the task as i said has been achieved this is the 2017 data this from one of the international sources trade sources that india that year exported 18.5 lakh tons of beef brazil exported 18 lakh tons australia 14 lakh tons are you you're saying something now uh, these are very strange numbers and the, they'll keep changing because this is only trade so it can be 18 18 one year and 20 the next year or brazil can be up one year the india can be down one year but india today is competing with 
countries like Brazil, Australia and USA. And in sheer physical terms, these are very different, different countries. The Brazil has so much of space, uh, land. Uh, Australia has so much of available land to rear big herds of cattle to kill. India never could do that. India just doesn't have that kind of space. India has many more people to feed on this land. But it's odd that we are competing with countries like Brazil and Australia, which have completely different physical attributes. They can compete in this. How does India start getting counted in this company? In itself, it is surprising. In itself, it is surprising. And this cannot be done. This wouldn't have happened except by planned effort. And that planned effort is towards not earning this 2,000, 3,000 or 20,000 crore rupees. That planned effort is, as it was written in the planned documents, that these Hindus, they have too much talk about this cow. Uh, they have too much interest in this cow. And they, we can't do anything about that. But let us start killing buffalo. So a big buffalo project was created. So you have completely changed the environment in terms of uh, the amount of slaughter happening in India. Uh, this is another figure. Uh, uh, now this says 13.5 lakh tons, but that that is because there are different ways of counting. Uh, you count the deboned beef, then it will become 13.5. You count beef in carcass, then it will become 20 lakh tons. So this is 13.5 will be nearly 20 lakh tons. This is from the Indian sources. APIDA gives this number that in 2017-18, 18 lakh tons, uh, 20, 18 lakh tons of beef in carcass was exported. This amounted 26,000 crore rupees or about 4 billion USD. This is not very, very big number as far as Indian exports go. This will be less than 1% of Indian export. And much of it goes to Vietnam. This is very strange. Vietnam cannot consume this, this amount of beef. There's no way. Vietnam is too small a country. This is, I most probably, and everybody perhaps knows, is a conduit to sending to China. And China doesn't want to engage directly with you to buy beef. So you go via Vietnam. We have made extreme efforts to, in, to make China buy directly from us. They don't do. But we have chosen this Vietnam route to do that. Uh, for this 20 lakh tons is the export. And uh, perhaps another 20 lakh tons is produced. The estimate is we produce about 40 lakh tons of, which is a very large number, 40 lakh tons of uh, beef every year. For producing 40 lakh beef, tons of beef, you need to kill three crowed animals. Uh, uh, 30 million animals you kill, which is 10% of our total stock, in order to produce this beef. Of the animals that you kill, 45% are female animals, which is, which is just not done. That no, no Hindu country can think of doing this. You can't kill the male animals, but 45% are female animals. And of the males, perhaps 80% are 
comes below the age of two. So this uh, this pink revolution, which has happened and about which Modi ji talked during his uh, election campaign, it has not happened on its own. It has been midwived by the government agency called APDA. Uh, what is it? Authority Agriculture and Processed Foods Export Development Authority of India. And this this organization does very strange things. It almost handholds, finances, tells them how to kill, and tells them in what cuts to make, and develops the markets for them. So actually, whole processes through the government agency. It is not a private effort. Private effort is only in the, to the extent that private parties are involved uh, in financing it or managing it at some levels. And this government agency insists that they will support only those, that kind of meat, which is produced through the halal process. So it's one of the conditions that APIDA puts for, for acknowledging a slaughterhouse, that for every animal slaughtered, there should be a holy man from the, from the Jamaite uh, Ulema Hin, the, the organization, should be present on the spot and sign the certificate that the animal has been killed in the halal manner. And this is very odd. It is not, not because the market for this is Muslim. As I showed you, the market for this meat is Vietnamese or Chinese, most of it. The Muslim market is only 30%. But 100% of the, uh, the meat produced in India has to be halal by the dictate of Epida. Uh, uh, the other interesting thing is that uh, uh, few states have been chosen to carry out this activity. There's Uttar Pradesh, which where nearly half of the killing, half of the slaughter, is taking place only in this great land of Ganga and Jamuna, which was the most sacred part of India. Uh, out of the 74 abettors that uh, APIDA approves, 42 are in Uttar Pradesh. And Uttar Pradesh doesn't have so many animals to kill. So the animals from Rajasthan, animals from Haryana, animals from Bihar have to be moved long distances to bring to, to the killing fields of Uttar Pradesh. Uh, the next is Maharashtra. But Punjab, they have put, Punjab was a land where, where this kind of killing was just not possible. Punjab has gone through partition. And Punjab will be very, very uh, religious in certain ways. Uh, there's one place called Dera Basi near Chandigarh. They've made that area uh, a, almost a slaughterhouse. Five slaughterhouses in small area have been built, and the animals have all to come from outside to be killed there. And uh, I keep on reading stories about what all is done to make the people in that neighborhood uh, rear animals for slaughter. It's a very systematic exercise. It's not that it just is happening. It's a very systematically uh, carried out planned process that is happening. Uh, because there are only few places which this all this killing is taking place, 
this also means very large scale movement of animals across the country and uh, movement of animals for killing has been a source of uh, pain to the hindus since the time of the british because seeing animals moving around being taken to a slaughterhouse is not something which a hindu will enjoy and this the situation today is that in most of the most of the roads of india and on the railway uh, railway yards of india you see animals being gathered and moved to be taken towards the slaughterhouses and all this uh, uh, talk about the goats and rakshans doing this or that the the cause of all that is the this movement of animals transport of animals across the roads and the and the trains of india uh, this normally doesn't happen in the world the killing uh, in the world when it is done is a very organized thing there are there are farms where where animals are reared for killing and the slaughterhouse will be inside the farm there's no movement of animals uh, for to take them to the slaughterhouses this is only in india that is happening it cannot happen elsewhere lord will even be allowed uh, dead meat can also not be moved in the manner that it's moved on our roads nowhere in the world it will be allowed to carry dead carcasses on the roads the way we allow everywhere one of the things because of the killings that we allow of the buffaloes one of the things which has happened is that in our our cattle herd the ratio of buffaloes and uh, cows has become completely uh, distorted uh, we had 21% in 51 buffaloes in our overall cattle herd now we have nearly 40% in 2012 and uh, the more the killing in a state more is this distortion uttar pradesh has more buffaloes than than cows today uh, which which is very odd situation from any way of animal husbandry in india that we'll have more more uh, uh, buffaloes than cows Uh, the number of cows from say if you count from 1992 uh, there were 20 crores now there are 19 crore cows the actual decline and from the same period if you look at the buffaloes there were 84 lakhs and now there are more than a crore buffaloes in the 10 crore more than 10 crore there were 8.4 and more than 10 crore buffaloes so because you are allowing the kill, killing of buffaloes uh, you are not able to sustain your cow wealth also because business is forcing people to move from the uh, rearing of cow to the rearing of buffalo uh, this is why i just did this that uh, uh, if you look at this where slaughter is allowed uh, states which have slaughter uh, which allow slaughter Uh, they have much more many more buffaloes than cows the the a state like uttar pradesh i said you look at the 2012 figure the uh, upper part is the other uh, other buffaloes 
number of buffaloes is, has outstripped the number of cows in Uttar Pradesh. And in Chhattisgarh, where killing is not allowed, Chhattisgarh doesn't allow the killing of, slaughter of uh, buffaloes, the number of cows has been rising and the number of buffaloes has been coming down. So, if you kill buffalo, it's very unlikely to you that you'll be able to save the cow. The sheer uh, pressure of business will ensure that you, either you do not produce cows. And the other thing is that uh, if you have such three crore animals being killed and one and a half crore of them in UP, uh, how are you going to differentiate? Uh, maybe half of them can be differentiated, which are killed in the EPIDA controlled slaughterhouses. But half of them are killed outside that. Who is going to find out whether a cow has been killed or a buffalo has been killed? Because uh, from the meat produced, uh, it will require a forensic effort to find out whether the cow it belongs to a cow or it belongs to a buffalo. So, actually, if you are serious about, about cow protection, buffalo protection is inbuilt into it. And... That's how Constitution saw it. The Article 48 of the Constitution, it's, uh, it talks about the protection of cows, but says that state will take steps for preserving and improving the breeds and prohibiting of slaughter of cows and calves and other milk and drought animals. So it cannot be that some part of the agricultural animals you will kill and the others you will protect. It just doesn't happen, and even Constitution didn't see it that way. The other important issue is that, I, because I'm saying all this, normally one doesn't need to, uh, that there is general understanding, and I have been seeing the statements from the ministers of the government of India, saying that we are not exporting any beef, we are only exporting buffalo, and they have this strange word called kara beef, which is, I think, only Indians use it. Nobody else used that word. Uh, that kara beef we are exporting, it's, we don't call it beef, call it buffalo. Uh, uh, call it kara beef or call it buffalo meat. But this protection of the cow never meant that we'll, we'll protect the cow and forget about other animals. And forget about, about equivalent animals also. In fact, Mahatma Gandhi uh, was very serious about cow protection. And as he is, I'm just giving a quote from him. He is saying the central fact of Hinduism is cow protection. Cow protection to me is one of the most wonderful phenomena in human evolution. It takes the human being beyond his species. The cow to me means the entire subhuman world. Man through the cow is enjoined to realize his identity with all that lives. The cow is a poem of pity. One reads pity in the gentle animal. She is a mother to millions of Indian mankind. Protection of the cows means protection of the whole dumb creation of God. The ancient seer, whoever he was, began with the cow. Cow protection is the gift of Hinduism to the world. And Hinduism will live so long as there are Hindus to protect the cow. Now, he is making clear, and this is the general Hindu understanding, that cow is the symbol of how we look at the world, how we look at nature. 
it is cow relates us to the whole of the nature uh, whole of as he is saying dumb creation so cow protection is not merely protecting the cow cow protection is protecting a certain way of being certain way of living which is the hindu way of living as as swami ji said and if you do allow protect the cow and kill the buffalo uh, you you are doing nothing you as well may as well start killing the cow also because this this doesn't go this doesn't go so what we need to do is one is that we need to stop uh, pr producing buffalo meat in the country we should need to all our laws which uh, talk about cow protection they should according the constitutional language they that cow protection elements should also include protection of buffaloes and perhaps all other animals but certainly protection of buffaloes uh if we that is at the legal level and there are states like chatisgarh uh, has a law which puts buffalo and the cow at the same level and one can see that because of that law the cattle herd of chatisgarh is much more healthy in terms of its ratios than that of uh, uttar pradesh for example which allows the killing of buffaloes but not of the cows the other thing we need to do is that we need to review the uh, the policies of any animal husbandry departments of ours uh, there is no reason for a government which constitutionally has been mandated to protect the cow and other agricultural animals to get into the business of killing the uh, the buffaloes it is constitutionally wrong because that directive principle is not not for decoration not or, for ornamentation it means something and one of the it me, things it obviously means is that you will not be engaging in killing of agricultural animals so we perhaps we need to redraft this epidai act of 1985 is a very uh, in fact in all fields i'm seeing that the way epida operates it uh, it dis and some years ago i had the misfortune good fortune to look at uh, the prawn culture being promoted in coastal areas by epida and the kind of devastation it was causing it i once wrote an article and it is a massive devastation and finally all that has been wound up in 20 years is over only the lands have been finished and some people have committed suicide so this epida needs to be looked into seriously and the other is that we have to remove this distinction between fellow and the cow in our our laws and uh, other things we can look at later uttar pradesh at least should immediately amend its cow protection law to include buffalo along with the cow that will go a very far distance in removing this problem and we need to have serious restriction on the transportation of animals transportation animals for uh for slaughter because if you do not put that restriction 
this problem that we are continuously having that uh, in district to district there are clashes between the co-protecting elements and the people who are transporting animals that cannot be stopped there's no way it can be stopped you can you will have to you will have to put in an oppressive state for to make hindus observe the cows being moved uh, for killing and not do anything about it so those are the only issues my my feeling is that this uh, uh, this uh, killing of uh, uh, buffaloes which we have created over the last 12 15 years 15 years this is still not an integral part of indian way of uh, is not even integral part of indian business in fact if you look at the list of those abattoirs uh, 74 or 75 all of them are with a few muslim industrial houses and they can get into other business not a great problem this new business that we have created uh, by hand this business uh, can be can be closed down because it started on 15 years ago and it will make india much more uh, conducive place for a hindi to live in thank you